What is going on, everybody? Mark Verdi here, the podcasting coach. In this episode, we are going to talk about how can we get clients from YouTube even if we have a small channel. So a lot of people like go on YouTube and they think, oh, 10 views, 20 views per video, that's not enough to build a brand. But if you approach it from getting clients and you optimize your videos to get those clients, YouTube can actually be an incredible source of income for you. Our guest who joins us in this episode is the world's only award-winning, celebrity-recommended, number one international best-selling certified professional coach. Since 2011, he has ghostwritten over 50 full-length books, as well as thousands of articles, blog posts, speeches, and white papers for household name, entrepreneurs, executives, politicians, public figures, and the breakthrough stars of tomorrow in over a hundred different industries. Our guest who joins us in this breakthrough success episode is none other than Joshua Lysex. Joshua, welcome to the show. Hey, Mark. I'm pretty stoked to be here. Thanks for having me on. Let's talk YouTube and how someone such as myself has been able to generate quite a bit of business. I'd say YouTube roughly accounts for about half of my business, um, even from view videos that have a few dozen views, which doesn't sound like it would be possible because when we think about making money from YouTube, we think, okay, I got to get to 10,000 views per video over the course of 100 videos. This is going to take years or lots of engagement bait, <laughs> you know, or high quality videos or elaborate equipment or all these other things that it turns out aren't particularly important as you might expect yeah i mean for anyone to have that skill it just shows that if you get the right people to the video and you present yourself well you can get a lot of clients i do want to back it up a little bit uh, because you were talking about the results youtube has given you and only on a few dozen views per video what is the typical planning look like for a video like are you just looking for What's the like, keyword optimization using a tool like vidIQ? Or does it just go into what do my clients need? What do they want, even if it's not a good algorithm topic? Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that, that's a great way, to, great way to think about it. So there's plenty of keyword research tools out there. Uh, I've used vidIQ before. Now I'm a fan of keywords everywhere and uh, TubeBuddy, the combination of the two. Keywords everywhere because it gives me dozens of different other keywords that people are searching and gives me the rank and then TubeBuddy tells me what are those showing up for on YouTube, those keywords in terms of search volume per month, but also the competitive score, meaning how easy is it going to be to uh, get to the top spot of the search results or top five at least for that particular keyword. Now that said, you search something like hire a ghostwriter and you're going to get dozens upon dozens of potential videos or potential um, keywords that you could that you could run with. And some are gonna say, oh, it's great. But, but how do you get clients from videos? Well, it helps if you're targeting topics that are furthest along the customer journey. Now my customer journey, I'm referring to this idea in, um, in business development theory, which goes like this. Inside any given marketplace, not everyone is ready to buy from you right now, Mark. They're just not. Maybe they will be someday, and you can assist them in that process, but not everyone is. Something like only 3% of any potential market has their credit cards out or is at least ready to purchase. Close to 10% of a total market is actually ready to buy. 
So you don't need 100% of potential customers to hit your videos or even watch your videos or even engage with you in order to get a lot of great business from videos that have 200 views, 100 views, 50 views. Probably my most profitable video has like 197 views. Uh, and I'll explain why that one is in just a minute and how I use it inside of my funnel. So I target keywords that are furthest along in the customer journey, meaning they're things people would search when they're looking to buy. This is, for example, hire a ghostwriter, find ghostwriters. What do ghostwriters cost? Book editors near me. Um, even keywords that indicate you're serious about taking action, such as um, book proposal template, find a literary agent, um, how do I find someone to write my book for me is a long tail keyword that I've used and I've gotten to the top of search results for uh, here and there. So that's my first step is what are the keywords that I have a good chance to rank for? And it's usually ones that have fewer than a thousand views on average a month, according to keywords everywhere. And sometimes it's the one that say 20 views a month, 50 views a month, but most of them are people who are furthest along in the customer journey. They're looking to buy. And then how do I make it easy for people to watch the video to then hire me? At the very top of my video's description, and then as the first comment, the pinned comment, is guess what? My discovery call link. <clears throat> and I don't just say something like, book a free consultation with Joshua Lysak today. I like to give people a reason to talk to me. Now I know that people who are further along, are far along in the customer journey, who are actually already sold on the idea of hiring a ghostwriter or working with an editor, or at least investing money in their book, I know that they're going to be wanting something like confirmation that they're doing the right thing. They want to talk to a professional who can give them honest feedback. So as my call to action, I'll put something like, ask 50-time ghostwriter Joshua Lysak if your book idea is any good. And then there's my link to, to book a conversation with me. Or get Joshua Lysak's feedback on your book idea. Free, 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 free call here. Something like that, that is a call to action that's going to feel friction-free if you are serious about writing a book. And so I know that if I get roughly a thousand views, I get a client across my videos. So let's say my average video, it does a hundred views over a six month period. That means I need to do 10 videos to get a new client. It's, it's literally as simple as that. And so my schedule of production of how many videos I do or how few videos I do in any given month or quarter or period is going to be based on the other avenues through which I get clients. So for example, <clears throat> when the coronavirus hit and there were a lot of authors who were backing off their projects because their businesses were shut down, I thought, okay, I need to ramp up my YouTube production schedule, which I did and it worked. I got the clients I needed to keep my income from, from, uh, from plummeting during uh, COVID-19. And I wrote, I did several videos that are in fact about writing your book co during COVID-19. And I had predicted that COVID-19 would increase book sales, which it did. And so that was fun to be able to tout the fact that I was such an industry insider. I was able to predict what was going to happen during the most unpredictable period of uh, modern human history, which is a fun aside. But the point is, would you know what the people who are about to buy are searching, even if it's only 20 views a month? Probably do a video on that and then make it easy for them to click out of YouTube and talk to you. 
And I love how you position it, not like schedule a consultation call. Say, do you want Joshua's feedback? Do you want to ask him to see if the book is good or not? So I can definitely see how the question you use to lead into the call to action definitely plays a role. You mentioned one view out and like a thousand views, one view becomes a client. And do you like run ads also on these videos to gain more traction or is this solely an organic effort? Most of my competitors run ads to bolster their view counts into the thousands or tens of thousands, but I've never run a YouTube ad. It's all, it's all organic. You know, it's, there's, I mean, the only cost I think is my Camtasia software. <laughs> one time, uh, one time software purchased to get the, to get, and, I, and I also use a loom sometimes. So I guess there's a fee there, but everything else is basically me and my phone or me and my, uh, my lapel mic and the laptop and ideas and a keyword. And I go. And for the length of the videos, because some people, they think you got to create a longer video to build the relationship, but then what's too long. So for you, just based on what you've seen, what would you say is your sweet spot for video length? Usually two to five minutes, actually, because that, that feels, it feels substantial enough. Like I can actually tell a great story or give a useful tip. I've tested videos under two minutes, under even a minute and a half, even under a minute. That's preferable for a platform like Instagram, even if you can do 30 seconds or less, 29 seconds or less, let's say for, for Instagram or for other, other platforms. But strangely enough, one of my best videos is I think it's 16 minutes in terms of watch percentage, something like 33% of the video people actually watch. And that was because I, I was giving commentary on um, GPT-3, that new um, for, from OpenAI, the artificial intelligence software that's being touted as basically ghostwriting AI. So of course I had to give commentary on that. So it was a news update that people wanted to watch. That was really an outlier. I've done a few other videos that are well over 10 minutes, but I found that my sweet spot is two to five minutes in terms of what's going to get people hooked long enough and say, okay, I think I'm going to watch this. There's another thing I mentioned earlier, Mark, that I know a few people are going to be like, is he going to bring that back up again here or not? And that was, I mentioned my most profitable video, which has fewer than 200 views. This particular video is actually a demonstration of my expertise. It's called Watch Joshua Lysick Ghostwrite. I'm in a profession where there's a lot of BS. There's a lot of spammers, scammers, and slammers. People who claim that they can talk, they talk a big game, but they can't actually deliver. I've had authors who've actually hired ghostwriters before, and then they came to me and said, Joshua, I hired this person. They claim to have written New York Times bestsellers. I read their chapter they wrote for me, the first chapter, and my eight-year-old could have done better. I don't know what happened. So there's a lot of hesitation to hire someone, especially someone who's going to represent their brand over 300 pages. And if they have, like, if they're a public figure, a celebrity, they literally cannot afford to hire the wrong ghostwriter. So knowing that, I did this video in which over two minutes, I record myself working on a real author's manuscript. Mm -hmm. And I take basically the notes for a chapter and I developmentally edit it, I copy it, I line edit it, I massage it into something beautiful, demonstration of my expertise. I don't think I rank really well at all for that video, which is okay because the point is not for me to get organic traffic from that one necessarily. Anytime someone books a consultation with me, I send them the link to that video. Mm. And people have told me, Joshua, the reason I knew I was going to hire you, not some other ghostwriter, was because I got to watch you work. 
and no one else was willing to give me a preview of what they had done besides send me writing samples, which I had no way of confirming they had actually written themselves. And I really like how not only are you publishing on YouTube, like a lot of people on YouTube, they just publish the video, they occasionally promote it again, have an evergreen cycle, but to specifically point people to one YouTube video that basically shows your work ethic, it's a really smart strategy. And I, I could see how the fact that you optimize it more to get clients than to become this YouTube superstar, it is helping you achieve the bigger goal that you're working for, like get clients versus have a big number of subscribers who may not buy your stuff or engage with you in the same way. And I mean, I know you mentioned that you focus on what are the words, keywords, the customers towards the end of that journey are searching for. And maybe someone's not a ghostwriter. Like, how would you recommend someone finds what those keywords are? Yeah, yeah. So it's usually something like best, like usually if it's products, it's like best and then insert your type of product. Because then that's going to be what people are obviously searching that. They're going to look for something like, um, coupon or discount. Like they're literally thinking about buying and they're like, can I get this for the best price? So usually pricing related or product choice related keywords will be really helpful because that indicates like they're actively searching. So, so how do people, how do people search for it on Amazon? You know, mm. that's usually the, or, or they would search on Google to get to Amazon or to let's say an e-commerce platform. That's how you're going to find them. And interestingly enough, this, this advice I'm giving you right now doesn't simply apply to only to, um, to services, but also to products because I've used the same strategy with a persuasive writing course that I have called the best way to say it. Using the strategy of targeting likely buyer keywords what I've done is I've decided to specifically target keywords related to like copywriting course, persuasion course, best copywriting course, um, free copywriting course even, because that means people are like actually actually looking to, to get something. And I'm like, yeah, okay. If there's any way I can, um, you know, uh, get, uh, get someone to buy from, you know, from, from YouTube, I, I, I might as well do that. And I have, I think I have three or four videos that have made me sales, T totally passive sales. I've got the link to the course. I'm literally driving traffic from YouTube to the course sales page of the best way to say it. Wow. I mean, just hearing the strategy and thinking of how this would play out. I mean, it really does make a lot of sense. And any YouTuber, regardless of channel size, really can embrace this. Now there is this idea of, okay, you got to have some type of audience. Like what was your audience going into this? Like, did you have the email list? Did you have any, because some people may think, well, I, I need some type of audience to really get into this. Yeah. Yeah. So I started with like 10 subscribers who were family and friends <laughs> on, on YouTube, because I, I realized that if I could make a big enough of a case, for choosing me at this juncture of the journey, it wasn't like I had to build this personal brand or have a channel or even build an audience. I'm like, I want you off of YouTube as fast as possible to talk to me, to hire me as your ghostwriter. So I made my channel is 
now it's, it's at the point now I've got like 150 or 60 videos and it's bingeable. I've got playlists for different topics. I even have a section on how to become a ghostwriter and make money freelance writing in that particular niche. And I've got people who pay for a ghostwriting uh, mentorship. But even so, at this point, I have like 670 subscribers, I think, as of this recording. And sure, I published a video and gets a few dozen more views now than it would at the very beginning. But publishing consistently, even when I had no actual viewers, just simply starting to get you know, five views, 10 organic views, 15 organic views. I think my, my earliest video still only has fewer than a couple dozen views um, when I publish. And I still have some that have fewer than 10 views. When I was testing the under one minute videos, it turns out that that wasn't the best, uh, the best way to YouTube it. Um, but in any case, my advice would be to start as soon as possible, even if you don't have any audience. I didn't have an email list really at all. I had a, I mean, I had a list of clients in Gmail, I guess, in my, in my contacts. Now I'm, I'm at the point where I have multiple lists. Um, I've got lists of ghostwriting uh, subscribers, list of uh, potential authors, aspiring authors who are interested in hearing my views on publishing and marketing and writing their books. And I've got a, a list of uh, several hundred customers who bought uh, the best way to say it. Many of them found me from YouTube and they were completely organic traffic to the sales page who then bought, thus confirming the strategy works even for products. But the best way to do this is to simply start publishing by targeting keywords that are closest to the transaction as possible. Joshua, I really love the advice you've been sharing throughout this episode. I feel like people should definitely go check out your YouTube channel just to see this whole strategy in effect. And who knows, you might end up asking Joshua about all the ghostwriting that he does. So with that in mind, I'm wondering if you could share with us just some of the different places that we can find you. We'll throw all those links in the show notes. Sure thing. Naturally, I recommend you check out my YouTube. I can be found, if you simply search my name, Joshua Lysek on uh, YouTube. Uh, you'll find my channel pretty quick, or even some of my videos first. After that, there's my website, which is for aspiring authors. Um, this would be entrepreneurswordsmith.com, the name of my business. Entrepreneurs is plural, and simply word and smith are word and smith entrepreneurswordsmith.com. And I'm sure you'll find out about my persuasive writing system, the best way to say it, because I've got several videos on my YouTube channel about that. That's where a lot of people who aren't necessarily aspiring writers, but they want to be successful with their content creation. And they want to know what's the best way to write this video script, the best way to write a blog, the best way to write a marketing email. They find their way to that program. We will have those links in the show notes. Make sure you check them out. Joshua, this was a great episode. Thank you so much for coming on Breakthrough Success. It was a pleasure to have you here today. It's been my pleasure as well, Mark. Thank you very much.